0: Hello and welcome to another episode with coach Mark Manila here from eslbusinessenglishexperts.com and of course initial-impact.com and uh, a quick plug here to remind you to get your free 30 minute zoom consultation with me if you're looking to improve your English, work out where you're going wrong perhaps, and reduce your accent improve your pronunciation or perhaps you're looking to change your life so you might be looking for career in immigration coaching and wanting to focus more on your life purpose um, I can help you through quantum coaching that's combining quantum physics with NLP to manifest the reality you really want to see appearing in your life it really is as simple as changing how you think so get down there to initial-impact.com and you can reserve there your 30-minute free coaching for either English coaching, um, or as I say, career coaching. So today the podcast is about three reasons why people fail to improve their English. And I work extensively with students all around the world. Doesn't matter what nationality you are, I've probably worked with somebody or even yourself, maybe if you're one of my uh, my lovely students, so welcome. Um, Wherever you are in the world, I've probably worked with you or some of your fellow country people now the three reasons the main reasons i see every single time that cause people to fail to improve their english are these things so first thing number one okay too much studying yeah i did say that right too much studying so a lot of times people come to me and they're like look i'm really struggling with my english i don't know why i'm not improving and i say to them well look tell me about what you do tell me you know how are you studying and how frequently and they often say look i'm trying to do at least two hours a day or you know three to six hours a week and you know i do it after i come home from work or before university and i'm like stop and they're like sorry (laughs) i'm like stop so let me explain something. From a, a neurolinguistic programming point of view and psychological perspective, um, our brain can only handle a maximum of 45 minutes intensive focus or concentration, and that is at the very best of it. Usually, like for myself, 20 minutes maximum and then I I need to switch to something else. But most people's brains take about 45 minutes of focus and then it cannot take any more information at that particular point in time. So think of it like your computer. If you're opening far too many tabs on your computer, and I will raise my hand here because I am a a big culprit of that, then you're gonna slow down all the processing. And going over the 45 minute mark is like the magic little clock that most people's brain then starts to zone out. And of course you can force yourself to sit there for another one and a half, two hours, or in one case, I had one student three hours, which is just excessive. Um, But here's the thing, you're just not gonna be productive at all. You know, you might as well have used that one and a half or two hours extra to go and do something far more fun and enjoyable. And it would have been just as well, actually probably more beneficial. So here's the first thing I suggest is what you want to be doing is getting your coaching or your studying, your self-study down. Personally speaking, I would recommend start yourself off at 10 minutes a day or five minutes a day. Now you're going to say, what on earth can that do to help improve my English? You'd be surprised. So here's the technique. What I'd like you to do is set up what you're going to study for this particular day. So if it's something on YouTube, maybe you're going to do some transcription, perhaps some reading, some IELTS practice, whatever it is, but here's the thing, I want you to completely focus, See, these are focused 10 minutes, not 10 minutes and you're going to be checking your cell phone and someone's going to be knocking on the door and you're going to be getting up and making a cup of tea and, and then maybe going to get something from the fridge. No. Have everything set up. So, for example, if you were doing some uh, YouTube studying, maybe, then you might set up already exactly what you're going to be watching and get your stop clock or your timer on your cell phone and set the timer to 10 minutes. And when you're ready to go, I want you to make sure nobody's going to interrupt you, the children aren't going to run in, uh, your phone is not going to be ringing, no one's going to be poking you, pinging or anything else, and you are not going to be distracted by checking it either. The only time you're going to touch that phone is if you've got the timer set for 10 minutes on it, and when it goes off, you hit stop. That is the only time apart from pressing the time to start. The other time is to press it to stop. And then what I'd like you to try and do is focus for those 10 minutes. Solid focus, like your life depended on it. And it's got to be active stuff. So, for example, if you're doing listening, write down some of the words that you're listening to. Try to transcribe it. If you're hearing new words or new vocab that you haven't used before, don't use frequently, write it down and then try to practice it back. so that's the other thing. It's not just about listening passively or writing things down. It's then using it and try to incorporate it into your day to day routines thereafter. Once that 10 minute timer goes off, I want you to stop. Even if you're really enjoying what you're doing and you feel that you could do more. There's a very good reason for this because I want you to be ready to come back again tomorrow and the next day and be looking forward to it right? So if you're really enjoying this and you had to stop, you'll be like, wow, I want to get back to this tomorrow. So we're trying to build a sense of enjoyment um, and reward into this experience for you, okay? And then, just for the final part of this, I'd like you to make like a tally chart. Put a piece of paper up somewhere on your front door, on your fridge door, in your car, in your office, wherever you sit on a daily basis. And every time you do a 10-minute session, Make a line. So you can see these sessions building up. It's a really good way to motivate yourself and to make yourself feel like, wow, I've done a lot this week. You know, if you've got like 10 lines on there, then that's 10 lots of 10 minutes that you've been doing, right? That's a great achievement. And it's far more satisfying than somebody trying to cram their head with two hours worth of study that is really not going to be beneficial. And sometimes you can't make two hours in your day. Everybody can make 10 minutes a day. And when you look at that tally chart, you're going to feel a sense of confidence and accomplishment because you are making progress towards your goals. Whereas if you have promised yourself you will do two hours a day and you haven't got the time one day, then some students try to play catch up and they say, I'll do four hours tomorrow. But of course, we all know that doesn't happen. And then we get demoralized and we think, you know what? I failed. I I'm just I can't even manage to do my studying. And what's the point? And it just demotivates people. So we don't want that. The 10-minute rule is the first thing. So the first thing that most people are doing wrong or fail to make progress is because they try to study for too long, too much, every single day or during the week. So try the 10-minute technique and please let me know how you get on. I'd love to hear how this is working for you. The second reason why many people fail to improve is that they are doing that technique, but as I mentioned in in it partly, they are not then using what they have learned in their day-to-day conversations. So once again, it's all very well and good to make a note of these wonderful new phrases you're hearing or vocabs or sentence structures, but you absolutely must use it. So here's the thing, I'd love you to try to do the active listening for 10 minutes. Make a note of some of the nice phrases you hear, whether it be a podcast, a documentary or you're reading something and then challenge yourself. Pick three or four things that you've learned that are new that day and say, right, this week in my meetings or in my conversations with my family and friends or with my online tutor, I am going to purposely ensure I repeat this phrase. I'm going to see and play a game with yourself. Make it fun for goodness sakes, you know. The thing is, is that English should be absolutely fun. Any language should be fun. I don't. You know, in my class, in my sessions, if any of my students are not having fun, it's pretty much like I'm not the right coach for you right? And and we cut it, seriously, because you should absolutely love, you should look forward to coming to your sessions and you should laugh and have lots of fun and enjoyment. And that is the way we see massive improvement with all of my students is because they're relaxed, we're in the flow and they are just enjoying creating a wonderful future with their English. So the same for you, have fun. So with your work, challenge yourself to try and put some of these, if they're crazy words, try and get them in. See your colleagues' reactions and play with it. And only you will know what they're doing, but this kind of makes them going into work enjoyable. It's like, ah, how many times can I get this strange sentence in? And will anybody respond to it in a certain way? So play with it, experiment it, and see what happens, okay? So that's the next thing implementing it. Once you've learned it and you're doing it in shorter time bursts, implement what you're learning for goodness sakes. Otherwise, all that happens is it stays stuck in your head and is not still coming out of your mouth. So many times students come to me and say, Mark, you've got to help me. I need greater vocab, need to expand my vocab. I don't know anything. And I'm like, okay, let's check this out. And what we discover in that 30 minute free Zoom session, which as I say, just drop down to initial-impact.com and I will show you, for you, yourself, where you're falling down in that 30-minute session. No charge at all. So what happens, we see that people have lots of vocab. It's all up there in their head. When I I poke them and we we encourage it, it all comes out of their heads. But they're not using it in their day-to-day conversation. It just stays stuck. And the reason for that is that it's a habit. You've got used to using basic English that you learned when you first started to study English, but now we're taking you to the advanced level. And we have to absolutely encourage you and support you to bring out those lovely, nice, bigger, advanced words to supplement your basic English. We're not saying scrap your basic English, but we need to enhance it like salt and pepper and spices in a recipe when you're cooking. We need to lift your English to inject some sense of enthusiasm and professionalism into your words so that's what we do and there's a reason why I encourage you to make it your new habit so these new words that you're learning put them into your day-to-day conversations and try to challenge yourself to do that for the next three to four weeks because it takes about 28 days for a new habit to stick Okay, so at first it will feel a bit weird and hard, but eventually you will find that you are doing it. And also ban the words that you overuse, like I think this, I think that. Forget I think, banned for one week, two weeks, three weeks, forever. You know, things like, say, from my point of view, in my opinion, from my perspective, frankly speaking. If you want to sound more absolute, you can say, I know that this, I'm certain that. I'm absolutely sure, but try to eliminate I think. It's the most overused word I hear many of my students use. Think this, think that, think the other, and it's repetitive. So when you use that same word, you sound repetitive. You absolutely do, okay? So try to eliminate the think word as well. And the third reason why people fail on improving their English is their belief. Their belief in themselves. So I have to say this is probably the number one reason why many students are failing before they come to me. Um, Often, more often than not, most students who come to me have a good to excellent level of English, but they're lacking in belief in themselves, confidence that they actually can sound good and do sound good. So frequently I find myself working on that first for you. It's really important that we get your confidence and your own self-belief up there, high, before we start working on things such as grammar, tenses, um, as I say, sentence construction, using idioms, um, phrasal verbs, all of these lovely things that we can inject further into your conversation. But the first thing is confidence. If you are not confident in yourself, it will sound awful when you try to speak. It's understandable. Okay, it's totally valid that you would feel, well, maybe I'm lacking, maybe I can't do this. The next thing also to say on that, the confidence comes hand in hand with comparing yourself to others. Stop. Okay, I don't care what other people are doing. I really don't. I only care what you're doing. And that's all you should care about. You should care about you. Your only competition, if there is any, is with yourself. I don't care what your boss sounds like, what your friend sounds like, how well they're presenting. The only challenge for you is, am I better? Am I sounding better today than I did yesterday? That is your only challenge. Forget about other people. There's too much interest in other people, either on social media, what so-and-so's doing, what my neighbor's doing, what my colleague's doing. Forget it. It's distracting you. It is taking your energy away and sapping you. Okay, we do not want that energy out of you. We want you to use that energy to positively create the vision of you standing up there, successfully presenting your presentation, doing that interview, nailing that, whatever it is, that negotiation, right? That's what I work on, and it's to do with positive visualisation and, as you've probably seen on another podcast, my quantum coaching. Now, if you're really interested to get into this, I'd love to help you explore that further. Um, It's a technique that I've recently started to embed into my coaching programmes and already we're seeing amazing results. I've got students getting jobs that we didn't think were possible. Um, I've got people launching businesses that they were struggling to get off the ground before. Other people who had a horrible fear of public speaking just suddenly flying and like, wow, it's like, who is this person? And it's all down to the future you that you're projecting. So um, to put it briefly and clearly, if you pop down here, you'll see the link. You can grab your free, free little trial of my quantum coaching program. So you've got nothing to lose with that as well. So grab that while you can. But it's about creating the future you want now so it's about changing your mindset and actively using your power of your imagination to visualize what you are doing now who you are now and the who you are now is the person you really want to be and that's what we get you to visualize that's what i support you to do through my program and then you absolutely become it In a way, it's a paradox, and that's a good word. If you're not sure what that is, do look that up. Because it's kind of contradictory that in order to be successful, you have to act as though you are successful to begin with. And this isn't fake it until you make it. Before anybody comments on that, it's not that. Because faking it before you make it it still means that you're thinking, I'm really not able to do this, but I'm just going to pretend. This isn't what we're saying here. I am working at you at deep, cellular, physical, as in the physics of this. And we are talking about using your imagination to create that vision of yourself right now that you are that person. And by being that way, you automatically become it. You absolutely attract that into your life. But equally, if you're going around thinking, oh, my boss sounds better than me. Oh, I messed up in that meeting last week and I have got another one this week. I'll do even worse. You are right. You are right. You will create that reality too. And I cannot explain it anymore on this podcast. The best way to do it is to get that coaching program. You can jump down there below and get that free first trial. And honestly speaking, when you get onto this program, your whole life will change. So many people have achieved so many amazing things so far. I'm just like blown away. And I'm excited to see what you're all going to do next. So. Those are the three main reasons from my expertise over many years of coaching people and, of course, working with students all around the world. Now, over 700 plus and counting students in, in so many countries. Um, but those are the three ones, okay? So take your time, but not too much time. 10 minutes maximum a day, okay? And once you manage to comfortably do that, maybe do it a couple of times a day make sure you motivate yourself, make a tally chart and so you can see your progress and congratulate yourself, celebrate your wins. Number two, use the stuff that you've been learning. Challenge yourself to start making a new habit with those new phrases and words you've been learning and use them, experiment, see what happens in your meetings. But for goodness sakes, don't just write them down in a book and then think that's my 10 minutes done and leave them there. You've got to start using them. So make it a new habit, okay? And you'll start to see progression. And the third thing is to say, your confidence your belief in yourself you have to be able to believe in yourself or else how's anybody else going to do that right okay and it all comes down to confidence and using your power of your imagination and as i've just said to you there's a very simple way that you can get more access to that and that's that free course which is down there below so click on there and do take me up on that free 30 minute little Zoom consultation with me. I'll be happy to tell you what's going on for you. You can speak to me about what you feel is going on as well. Together we can work out Exactly where you need to focus, even if that's the only time you coach with me, I'll be delighted to have met you and have helped one more person. That's what I'm here to do. Um, You know, many people say to me, well, why do you do this? And why do you work all these hours? And it's like, because I'm passionate about helping as many people as I can to improve their lives. I want you all to go ahead and live an excellent life. You deserve it, okay? You don't want to be slaving away for, you know, no money at all. Uh, for the rest of your lives, for some other person, making them a lot of money. I want you to either enhance your career or ideally go set up your own business, go set up your own podcast, for goodness sakes. I mean, I use Anchor, for example, you can use Anchor too. Get yourself on here. And talk about something that you love. In fact, there's a challenge for you all. Why don't you set up an Anchor podcast and do a podcast in English, okay? All right. So look, I hope that this has given you some inspiration. If you do that podcast, please let me know. And if you'd like to invite me on, I'd love to be there. And vice versa, maybe I'll invite you on to one of mine. If you manage to do that, definitely let me know. I'm fascinated to hear how it's all going for you. And just take care of yourselves, all right? Remember this, the only limitation is what you think you're capable of. And I know you're capable. Far more than you currently are. I'll see you soon. I've been Coach Mark in Manila, and hopefully, you have been amazing today. Take care, stay safe, and see you soon. Bye.